Welcome back to another episode of the Break the Bank Podcast. This is your boy, Lyric, as always, joined by my guys, X and Dion. Uh, we just coming off a little holiday break. We took a week off. Today, we're going to talk about COVID and the NBA, how it's affecting the NBA, what the league can do to try to handle this. Kyrie is finally going to make his return soon as a part-time player. We're going to make some NFL award picks for the season. And then, of course, we're going to give you our weekly pick. How's everybody doing tonight? X, what's going on with you? You say you're in an angry mood. You ready to argue? I'm always ready to argue, especially with Dion. So I'm with it. Let's get started. <laughs> Dion, what's good with you? How's everything? How's I'm your chilling, man. I, I didn't I didn't know that we're gonna have to hulk this episode. Normally he's the friendly giant. So we'll see, we'll see what he comes up with. <laughs> well, I guess let's start with, with COVID in the NBA, man. So Last night, Greg Monroe made an NBA comeback in a way. He played for the Minnesota Timberwolves. And when he stepped on the court, he broke the record for the most players played in the NBA season at 541. And we're not even at the All-Star break. To try to combat all these um, players missing games and trying to avoid postponements, the NBA changed the rules where now teams are allowed to sign one player to a 10-day contract for every player on the team that tests positive to try to, and it doesn't count towards their hardship on roster slots, which I believe are two for the season. So what do you guys think about this? I mean, um, there's like a couple different viewpoints I look at it by, like, um, I gen I genuinely believe there's gonna be a special place in hell for Adam Silver, for <laughs> for some of the stuff he's doing, uh, with all this. But um, I do applaud them for trying to make it work. Uh, a bubble, in my opinion, isn't an option. I don't know how really I don't know the ins and outs of the NBA to say how realistic pausing the season is, but like I feel like that would be extremely hard to pull off too. So you have to do, come up with something. Hardship players isn't the, you know, it's about to be unnecessary, I feel like, because the CDC just changed it to where you only need five days before you can uh, come out of isolation. So I don't know how much longer this is going to go with the way it's going, but I do, I do applaud them for trying to move forward. Um, it's risky. I feel like what they're doing is a bit dangerous is why I think there's a special place in, in hell for Adam Silver, but like... So, wait, 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 wait. So, so you think there's a special place in hell for Adam Silver, but you're applauding them for finding a way to move forward. And for, trying, for, for trying. For trying. For trying. So you applaud them for chasing a dollar. Because that's all it is. But it, it, it's more... Yes, yes. But it's more than that. Like, so like when... Uh, like... I'll just say like my line of work specifically, like almost always coincides with what the NBA is doing. Like when the NBA shut down, I was on like leave 24 hours later. So I, I feel like there's a lot of eyes on Adam Silver and there's a lot of eyes on the NBA. And when more people see them trying to find ways to do this and maybe they're doing it, you know, maybe it's not the safest way they're doing it, but that doesn't mean someone else won't find the safest way. But by them trying, other people are also going to try and we're going to get to a point where like we're, we're able to move forward with what's going on. That's why I'm applauding them. Not necessarily because I agree with what they're doing, though. I mean, look, 
they lost too much money last year for them to take any sort of hit this year. Um, because if, if they had to pause the league or if they had to do something drastic, it's not just about the impact on this season. It's about the impact it's going to make on a salary cap for years to come. Because remember, technically, the owners could have took a lot of money from the players last year. But they said, look, we'll let you, you know, we'll spread the hit out. We'll only take a smaller percentage for the next few years. And, you know, we'll kind of make it up with the salary cap. We'll call it even. You know what I'm saying? But if there's any sort of stoppage, then, I mean, the salary cap is fucked in the future. And that's going to affect a ton of players. Players making the max. Players making the minimum. And it's going to also squeeze out, you know, the players in the middle. So I get it. I I, I know there's a need to push through. I'm not going to applaud them as though they're doing any sort of right more routine. They're looking out for the bottom line. Hey, it's a business. That's what they got to do. But this whole, a lot of this shit is just, a, you know, it's a shame. Like the NFL, and they're like, yo, we only think that um, it's only asymptomatic, it's only symptomatic players that are spreading the disease. That's just flat out wrong. Like, the NFL you know that changed that today, too. Did you not see what they said today? Right, it changes by the minute. Like The, the NFL said you can be symptomatic and play now. But, like, come on. It, I mean, look, and I get it, right? It's a business. I get it. And look, they're going based off of the public, right? The reason they feel like they could get away with this shit is because most of the public is so ready to get back to life as we used to know it that they don't give, they don't want to hear about no lockdowns. They don't want to hear about no mandates. They just want to get back to living their life and they feel confident enough that they're not going to die. That they're like, look, if someone else has to die for me to get back to my brunch and my mimosas freely, then so be it. Fuck your grandma. And they're like, well, if the public feels that way, why are we going to pretend to care about public health and safety when the public doesn't care about public health and safety? So that's where we are with it. This country's a fucking disease and it's infuriating. Yeah, a couple of things. One, you twisted my words. I never applauded them for doing the right thing. I applauded them for trying because it's going to make other people try and maybe someone else will do the right thing. But they're the, like, they're first and foremost, like you said they're losing money. If the NBA is losing money, imagine what all the businesses in your neighborhood are doing. So like, that's a totality thing. Everybody's fucking losing money. Everybody wants to stay open, but no one has the balls to do it if the biggest business is in your life or in your area aren't willing to do it. So if the NBA shuts down, Sally's fucking pizzeria is also going to shut down. And only one of them's really going to, maybe the NBA will look different, but it'll come back. So the reason I applauded them is because they're trying, because it's going to make other people try, which is going to save a lot of people business-wise. And hopefully the damage on the other end isn't crazy. It's a lose-lose situation. I don't believe there's a right or wrong answer, but I do do like the idea that they're at least trying. And what they're doing isn't as dangerous as the NFL, who's basically said today, if you're 24 hours removed from a fever, then you're going to be able to play. You just need to be on the backside of your symptoms. So like, <laughs> That's <laughs> I mean, insane, at, man. at least they're not doing that. Like, you know what I mean? Like they, it could be, they're not doing what the NHL did who shut down completely, but you know, the NHL is based out of Canada. It's a much different place. It, it, it could be worse. What the NBA is doing is all I'm saying. That's wild that the NBA say you could play with, I mean, the NFL say you could play with symptoms. That is yeah, the behavior. They said so. So that CDC thing that came out where they're like, you only need to be five days removed, apparently was for unvaccinated players too, or un, not players, unvaccinated people as well. 
Um, but the problem is, is if you're unvaccinated and you catch COVID, you're probably not going to be over it in five days. So the NFL had to change their uh, regulations on it. And basically, like, yeah, as long as you appear to be like on the like uptick in terms of health from COVID and the doctor clears you, you're going to be able to play, even if you're still like a little sick. And um, I believe the CDC said you're supposed to be five days without symptoms. I think they just said it's five days, like it's a five-day quarantine now instead of 10 days. Well, if you still have symptoms, that's outrageous behavior. Well, that's, I mean, I think that's why the NFL changed their ruling on it, because it's like, I, I believe the NFL was like, you have to be asymptomatic or, um, you know, over COVID in order to play. But then, like, for example, Carson Wentz tested positive today based on the new CDC guidelines and the new NFL guidelines. He might be able to play Sunday, whereas if the NFL didn't change what they did, he'd be out uh, like damn near two weeks. So it's just a bit. I, the CDC did some shit that may or may not be dumb and the NFL was kind of like, hold my beer. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how all of this plays out moving forward. Hope everybody also, is going to be OK. Also, did y'all see how many players came out of COVID protocols today in the NBA? Like, it's no coincidence. Like, these dudes are these dudes were in quarantine yesterday. The CDC changed what their mind. And, like, I think Wiggins is playing tonight. But if the CDC never changes their mind, Wiggins isn't playing tonight. Like, that's – I don't know. I mean, it, it is what it is. It's just another I mean, case of the league came into the players, honestly. That's all this really is. You know when, what I'm did, when did um Wiggins enter protocol though? Uh like not long before Christmas. Like I, I believe today, like either yesterday or today was like the five-day mark. So he was probably supposed to have another five days. But because don't they have he, some, but don't they have something in um in the thing so in the protocol to so the NBA that like vaccinated players if they're able to submit you have to produce two you have to produce two negative tests in 24 hours. But now with the two, the new CDC guidelines, you don't have to do that. Well, there's always that possibility that he did that, though. He didn't. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he did or didn't. Like, I, I just don't think it's a coincidence. Jordan Poole still in protocol. Nah, both, both Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins left protocols at, like, 9 or 10 o'clock last night. Jordan Poole just got stuck in um, Boston. Like, he wasn't allowed to leave. So he he flew back, flew back to the Bay Area today. Oh, wow. I got him on my team, too. Yeah, he's not, he's, he's, not pl- he's not playing tonight just because of that. But, like, I swear, like, the CDC announced what they announced. I want to say yesterday evening, if I'm wrong on that, my bad. And then, like, half the players in NBA protocols were out of it late last night early this morning it's probably not a coincidence maybe this is how the nba is dealing with this i'm pretty sure they have some political power oh yeah bro the, the cd said the cdc basically said oh y'all don't give a fuck no more neither do we <laughs> that's all it was bro they, there's no way the quarantine they learned something to where the quarantine needs to be half what it was before I can't even get over a cold in five days, bro. I've been, I've had a cold for damn near a month. So like, <laughs> there's no way. Well, I guess that takes us to our next topic. Kyrie Irving 
He's returning as a part-time player for the Brooklyn Nets. But um, he returned to practice today, I believe. He just cleared protocols either yesterday or today. I guess that's another coincidence. Him but, and um, Katie. But the Nets' next three games are at home, so he won't be able to play until, I believe, the earliest day he's going to have a chance to play is January 5th. That's their next road game against the Indiana Pacers. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't seen Kyrie play in a while. It's going to be interesting to see if he's rusty or not. They claim he's been working out, but obviously it's not against NBA talent, and it's not at NBA game speed. But I'm looking forward to this. I'm actually excited about this. I mean, I thought about it. You know, yeah, I do kind of want to see the three of them play together. But if he's got to be, unless he gets vaccinated by the playoffs and ultimately, I don't think that KD and Harden alone um, have enough around them to, even if they get to the finals, to beat a team like the Warriors, if Kyrie can't play the first two games, of, you know, when the Nets are on the road. So in that case, man, I don't, you know. I'm worried about a title for them, and he needs to be vaccinated if they have any hopes of winning a title. So, yeah, long term, long term, this is still not a good look because how is he supposed to get any real rhythm or gain any real chemistry with the new guys on the team? But I don't. I find I find it interesting that they cave to begin with, especially at this point of the season, because I was going through their schedule, and there's maybe once or twice for the rest of the season where they play more than two games at a time. So he's never going to really be able to get into a real flow. But I I, I think it was in the last episode, Dion brought up the idea of doing this to give KD rest. So I guess it, it, it does have some logic to it. But I agree with you. Long term, this is still not a good look. He needs to at least get the Johnson & Johnson vaccination. He needs to get one shot, get it out of the way. Because... They're going to need him in the playoffs, especially if they're trying to win the chance, if it's championship or bust for them. I think, um, obviously, I think they need him uh, to be like the Warriors per se. Um, but I think the rest he's going to provide KD and Harden is enough to get those two through the East. And then you get through the East and you're not going to have home court against the Warriors, most likely which means Kyrie plays in four games instead of three. It's not ideal. I don't think there's a way you can win with it being like that, but it does give you the best chance possible given the situation. Uh, I know it's caving to Kyrie and it's kind of a bitch move. It sucks because what, like 20, only, only like six teams have to deal with this stuff versus like 24 Kyrie could just play and it wouldn't matter. Uh, I also think it's idiotic that Kyrie's going to get to play in Chase Center in June. But, like, if if one of the Warriors players didn't get vaccinated, they wouldn't be able to. That's a really stupid rule. But whatever. I, I do think it gives them the best chance. And if, if it's truly championship or bust, no matter how it looks public perception-wise, you got to do, do what you got to do to give yourself the best, best chance to win. And also, like, Kyrie balls out for a month or two and – trade deadlines early March. Maybe you're able to move them for something. Can we talk about Harden real quick? I want to take a victory lap. I was, <laughs> a couple, I was in a couple green rooms where motherfuckers like Dan was like, yo, I don't know if Harden wants to play basketball anymore, that. man. I never said that. Some other asshole, but you co-signed something similar. Like, yo, I think Harden's done, man. He just, I didn't he's say washed. that. 
bro, I told y'all he couldn't train because of his hamstring and he was out of shape. But as soon as he got in some shape, he was going to be hard again. And I see this motherfucker doing sit-ups on IG live. I'm like, he's back. You know what I'm saying? And I think, I think um, a lot of people were talking about his downfall way too quickly. And, you know, now that he's looked like he's getting back in shape, I'm excited about the Nets again. Because I never thought, oh, man, he just lost his love for that, for the game of basketball. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck folks was talking about. But, yeah, that's all I wanted to say, in case you wanted to chime in, Dion. I mean, I think uh, – I, I believe what I said was I wasn't sure he wants to play for Brooklyn. And I still don't necessarily know the answer to that. I mean, come on, I don't know. Come on. Just take the L. Just say I was wrong. You think if Kyrie gets the jab, he, he resigns with Brooklyn? I, I – d- yeah, I, if Kyrie got the vaccine immediately in the summer, I think Harden would have resigned when KD resigned. I think the whole idea was for the three of them to resign together. KD prematurely resigned. And then now, like, and then Kyrie, they didn't offer Kyrie an extension because they're like, motherfucker, you might not even fucking play. And then uh, Harden's like, I'm not going to resign if this dude's not resigning. And so now I think. I mean, we'll see what happens down the road. Ultimately, I think he stays. I just don't know where else he would go. I mean, I mean, realistically, look, I don't. I think at this point, if there's anyone that's going to hesitate about signing a deal, it's going to be the Nets about Kyrie. Because if you're the Nets, you know you can't count on him. Are you comfortable signing him to a Supermax? Whereas Harden, I think it's a foregone conclusion. There's nowhere better than him and KD. You feel what just I'm saying? Philly. So Philly. Yeah. Yeah, but to match the salary, I mean, ben unless, um, or Tobias Harris, maybe if the Nets are willing to, to take on that salary, which by the I, way, he doesn't get Tobias Harris doesn't get talked about enough as a ski mask all star because that motherfucker might have the worst contract in sports and no one says anything. Well, he's about he's it. Not, named, not named Porzingis. Come on, come on. See, you know, <laughs> I was trying to have a nuanced basketball conversation, but you know. I'm like, Porzingis 2010, by the way. You think Tobias Harris has the worst contract? Bro, like, low-key, he's going to be making, like, 37, 38 million the next couple years. And, bro, he does – he's nothing other than a glorified role player from Sixers. Like, you can't run your offense to him. He's not a clutch player. He doesn't play D. I mean, he's – Well, yeah, I mean, I think Brandon shot himself in the foot with that deal, but – Wiggins is better than him. Did you say – NBA or all of sports? Oh, I wasn't. I was embellishing, but low key, like he deserves to be mentioned with the John Walls and the Russell Westbrooks of the world, because that's a pretty movable deal. Remember, they didn't give Jimmy Butler an extension and ended up signing Harris to a contract that ended up being worse. And that doesn't get talked about enough because if not, you know, Philly's in a much different position if they just resigned Jimmy. And never give that much. And remember, they traded a bunch for Harris too. But I'm getting off topic. My they problems. didn't trade that much for Harris. Nah, they Bro, did. They traded they did. a bunch of. They, they did. traded a bunch of young, flexible contracts. Like who? Like at, they at traded, the time, Shaman had some um, trade back. Right, Landy Shaman. All right, next, next player they trade. Let, let's hear the names. It don't matter. It don't matter. What do you mean it don't matter? You can't say they traded a lot and then be like it don't matter who it was. Bro, well, no, yeah, because they, they gave up a lot. I could be confusing that with the Jimmy deal. They didn't give up that but much for Jimmy up, either. They gave up a bunch. Nah, they gave up. Nah, for Dar- me, it's Dario really Sark. Like, player wise, they didn't, I guess, but it's like they they were cheap contracts and they were versatile players. 
and they did, and they did all of that for a one year rental. But you can the thing is you get the one year rental and then you just replace those players, which I think they've done a pretty good job of doing. I don't know if they did a pretty good job of replacing Jimmy Butler. That's different. They lost Jimmy Butler because of Ben Simmons. I'm talking about the players they traded uh for Tobias, like the the cheap contracts that were versatile or whatever y'all called them, Landry Shamit. <laughs> You could, they replaced yeah, they traded, they traded um, Landry Shannon, Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala. I mean, come on, Mike bro. Scott. <laughs> for 2020 first round pick, the 2021 first round pick, uh-huh. the Pistons 2021 and 2023 second round pick. Come on, bro. Now, who so did those, those picks turn two, out to be? Three, Nah, I'm pretty too sure much work for me to be doing. That's too much research for me to be doing on the yeah, fly. Go, go, come <laughs> on, wait, bro. Wait, wait. Landry Shaman, Mike Scott, and Hold some on. picks. I could be wrong, but didn't one of those picks turn out to be um Terrence Man? Shea Gilgis? Nah. No, Shay Shay was actually um drafted and traded from the Hornets to the Yeah, Kitchen. they the Hornets took Shay and then they traded him for Miles uh, Bridges. There's a piece that I'm missing, but it's all right, we can move on. Um, I mean, I'm protected first. Two seconds. It don't matter either way. That that set back the Philly franchise, and he's he makes a lot of money. He doesn't really like. He's not fetching you. You would have to probably part with an asset if you wanted to get off his money, versus him being a net positive for that team. But yeah, I don't even know how we ended up talking about Tobias Harris for so long. My bad. let's Let's just move on to the NFL awards. Uh, let's start with. The obvious and the most interesting one, the MVP. When I say obvious, I, I don't mean like obvious winner, just like the obvious award that everyone's going to care about. So DraftKings has Aaron Rodgers as the favorite at minus 175. And second is Jonathan Taylor plus 600, Tom Brady plus 750. And then Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes round out the top five at plus 1200. I think you can really, get Mahomes at plus twelve hundred. Yeah, but I don't think Mahomes has a realistic chance of winning anymore. To be honest, and I Why think not? it's really be because his stats, his stats don't jump out the window. I, I would I would bet on Brady. And here's the thing: they're never going to give it to a running back. Like that's out the window. Yeah, and now it went think... out because of the COVID. They're not going to win enough for Taylor to get that. But Rogers should win it. But I don't think the NFL wants the publicity of handing him the MVP trophy in the same season that he caught. He got caught lying about his vaccination status and creating all that hoopla. I don't know if that. I don't know if the NFL wants that smoke. So they they're praying that fucking Brady ends the season with like six or seven touchdowns because I think they'd rather see Brady win it than have to hand that trophy to Rodgers. I think. Well, I think it's Rodgers. Um, but I, Mahomes would be my number two, bro. They were three and four. They rattled off, what, eight in a row? Seven in a row? Eight in a row? Something like that. They're getting getting ready to be the one seed in the AFC. Maybe his stats don't jump off, like, off the paper at you, but we're talking about most valuable player. He changed the whole way the Kansas City Chiefs play football by himself in order to, like, win games and 
to me, that's what's most important because you put another quarterback in that situation with the way everything was going. And they're three and four. The offense doesn't look like it can move the ball at all. Defense is exhausted on the field. And Mahomes just completely flipped the switch and said, okay, like, I'll just change the way I play. To be fair, Aaron Rodgers' stats don't necessarily jump out the window either. Mahomes actually has better stats besides the touchdown and interception ratio. But Rodgers is obviously the most important player on that. I'm not saying Mahomes isn't, but, like, that that Packers team isn't loaded the way that that Kansas City Chiefs offense is. Oh, I no, hard, hard disagree. Hard no, disagree. I agree. Come on. I mean, look, let's, let's keep it a buck. Aaron Jones? Are we, are we going to call, oh. call Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, and what was that other guy with 17 that y'all talking about a couple weeks Devontae Adams is better than Tyreek Hill. No, I mean, Devontae uh, Adams is all right, right, man. Don't, man. Devontae come on, Adams come on. Is, is a top three wide receiver in the NFL. Bro, we're not going to split hairs about two top five wide receivers. Let's just say I don't think Tyreek Hill is top five. I, I think Hill, foolish. Hill, Hill, Hill yeah. Top he's, five. I, I, I think five Hill. To 10. I think you, you got, bro. Come on, that's nah, crazy. Nah, nah, I take you, that back. You just said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I take that back. He's yeah, I was gonna five. say you can't say the, so, that. So cancel out him. Cancel out Hill and Devonte Adams, right? Let's just say they cancel each other out. Uh, Mahomes has Kelsey, yeah, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't have anybody close to Kelsey's caliber. That's uh, true. He has fucking Marquise Bowden, Scantling, and Alan Lazard, big, and some big, other bombs. Big. These they're bums, bro. Aaron this guy Jones, has Nicole Hardman, bro. Aaron Nicole Jones. Hardman, yeah, nah. he's a problem, bro. Bro, Nicole nah. Hardman is trash. <laughs> nah, Loki, he's trash. He's trash. He, he's, he's trash. trash. He's only a he's problem better than anybody not named Devontae Adams. On That's track. not true. I, I think I'd rather you take away Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams. I think the next two to three receivers I would take between the two teams are all Packers. What? Hardman's trash, Pringles trash. All right, either way, either way, and look, here's the thing. Uh, Uh, I guess it's Josh Gordon. (laughs) I mean, look, like I said, I think I think Kelsey and I think Hill gives Mahomes the advantage, but I yeah, sure. The third and fourth wide receivers are probably fucking are probably watched. But the thing is, it hasn't always it's always been that way for Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's never had a weapon other than Devontae Adams. And that offensive line isn't good enough to where they could realistically rely on the fucking run game. So I'm not going to really credit him with all he has. Bro, what? The Chiefs, the Chiefs have a better offensive line this year than the Packers. But you forget it, that David Bakhtiari was out for yeah, most of the year. But they have a better offensive line than the Packers, and the Chiefs couldn't run the ball if they prayed about doing it for 17 nights in a row. That's how bad the running back – like. Edwards hilarious trash. Not, that's so, that's the problem. So, Edwards hilarious line trash. Is tra- it's not that the line is trash. It's that Clyde Edwards hilarious trash. But they have so much invested into him that really Gore and Williams look better every time they're out there than Clyde Edwards. I'm saying like if we're talking about weapons, like I think Rodgers has more weapons than Mahomes. Maybe he doesn't have a better offensive line, but if we're talking strictly weapons, give me I what mean, the Packers sure. have. But it, look, look, rock, talent aside, let's just keep it a buck. Mahomes didn't play well for a stretch of the season. Like, he didn't play well, and there were games in which he was the reason why the Chiefs didn't win. Yeah. You cannot say that about Rodgers because every time the Packers win, it's simply because of Aaron Rodgers, never in spite of him. And there was the games where the and Chiefs they have the best needed to bail out. 
they needed to bail out Patrick Mahomes because he had two, three turnovers and fucked him. Now, do I think it's because his fucking toe is still hurt and he's injured? Absolutely. But if he's healthy enough to play, then you have to judge him on the same field that you're going to judge Aaron Rodgers. So I think Aaron Rodgers should win MVP. All right, so X, you got Aaron Rodgers, Dion has Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to go with Brady, to be honest. I never said I got Mahomes. I I, I got I Rodgers. Bet, I would bet Brady. I'm putting money. Cool. I'm going to put money on Mahomes as a future just because I like the 12 plus 1,200 odds. But, like, it's it's Rodgers' award to win. I mean, they're 12 and 3. Yeah, I mean, well, Brady's 11 and 4, and, Pat, and Mahomes is 11 and 4. So they right it's there. A, it's win. a – Brady's eleven and four is a different eleven and four, and Mahomes is eleven and four is because they've won eight straight. Like well, what I'm Rogers is, is twelve. Rogers is right there. Yeah, but Rogers is twelve and three feels different, and it's gonna feel different to the voters. But I was just saying, I think it's bad shit crazy that Mahomes isn't like plus whatever Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, is. And, and he only has four interceptions on the season to thirty three touchdowns, which is amazing. So I mean. I'm pretty sure Rodgers is going to win it. But then you look at Brady, they're, they're 12 and 4. They're in first place of the division, 37 touchdowns, 67% completion percentage, and leads the NFL in passing yards. Yeah. Brady's playing good too. I, I, I don't know, bro. That Saints game. He actually you can't... Leads the, he leads the NFL in yards and touchdowns. You can't give him. I can't give Brady the MVP after that Saints game. There's no way. I mean, in the games they lost, he's been pretty bad. So, for the sake of argument, in X's Bro, words, the motherfuckers he's out lost there throwing games. to fucking Scotty like Foster. Said, look, in, in, in your argument, you said you, you mentioned the losing games and winning games, and he's definitely cost the Buccaneers some games. So, I could see why it won't be him. But let's move on to the next award. We got. That should be pretty easy, I think. Offensive Player of the Year. I think that's that's Jonathan Taylor. It's Jonathan a, yeah, Taylor. it's a runaway. I feel bad for Cooper Cup because he's having a great year as well. But yeah, Jonathan okay. Taylor, what just Jonathan Taylor is doing is amazing. Uh, speaking of because you brought up Cooper Cup and like Jonathan Taylor, all the record books need an asterisk, bro. All these motherfuckers are about to break every single record. And they don't, they shouldn't, in my opinion. Well, no, like, well, no. The needle, the funny thing is that even when you are you are you saying that because of the because of the rule changes or because of the schedule change? Nah, like the extra game, game. The extra game. I mean, well, all right, so I'll put it this way. There's only one extra game. And if you think about it, a lot of the records that have been broken in the last 20 years were with four extra games. So, so it, like, you gotta, for a long time, the NFL only had a 12-game schedule. So guys who, that were breaking records with 16 games are breaking people's records with four extra games. A lot sure. of those records. That's what I was saying. But, but like, um, this neither is... one of these two, but what I was going to say is that neither one of these two are going to break any records this year. They're not breaking. Is Cup? Cup is nowhere close to, nah, Cup is nowhere close to breaking the receiving yards record. And, um... Taylor is nowhere close to breaking the touchdown record or the rushing yards record. But Taylor is on pace to have over 2,000 yards from scrimmage. And if he has monster games in the last two games, he has a chance to get 2,000 rushing yards because he's at like how many games something. have the? How many games are there? There's two games left. If I'm not mistaken, every NFL team has played 15 games. 
they added extra game this year. So he had, he's had over a rush, 100 rushing yards the last few weeks. He had almost 200 rushing yards a few times this season. If he could string together two monster games, there's a very slight chance that he eclipses 2,000 yards. But again, Cooper Cup, man. He had, Bro, he had, Cup, if I'm not mistaken, Cup, Cup is leading the NFL in reception yards and touchdowns. Cup's going to break a bunch of records, bro. Cup is what, two, what is he breaking? He's, he's 17 receptions away from breaking uh, receptions in a season. He's 200 yards away from breaking, uh, well, like two, 230 away from breaking receiving yards in a season. And there's two games left. Mind you, he's averaging well over 100 yards in a, in a game. And he has 14 touchdowns. The record's 17. He might break all three. The record's only 17. Why do I feel like it was more? Yeah, Randy Moss had 17 in 2003. Um, the no, re- Randy rece- Moss had more than that in 2009. I mean, 2008. Not according to this, bro. Bro, I'm telling you, there's no way. All right. I'm I'm looking this up right now because there's no way. Yo, we're the best at going on Fontaine's. I'm just telling right. you, he, I'm looking at it right now. He's about to break like three different records. Regular season. What are we doing? Reception. He's, he's about to break some of Calvin Johnson's records. He's about to break every fuck. I don't know where you went off talking about he wouldn't break any records. Yeah, he, he he's I think he's gonna smoke the receiving yards record, which was Single the first season one. Single season receptions is 149. Yeah, that he might break. He's at 132. He's gonna smoke that. Uh, single season yards is is 1964, and he's at 1734. He's probably gonna I, break I, that. I, I thought that was more than 2000 to be honest. And then and Randy Moss has the record for 23 touchdowns in 07, and so he won't break yeah. that one. And Rice's. 22. Devontae oh. Adams is the closest yeah. ever. De- Devon- Ty- Tyreek Hill is better than Devontae Adams, but Devontae had 18 touchdowns last year. Let me relax, man. Yeah, I, I mean, well, again, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers don't have the weapon. Wait, first off, I said Devontae Adams was better than Tyreek Hill. You, you're not the only I one on the podcast. That. No, no. But, only- but I, I just wanted to throw that out there that I co-signed he was better. And Aaron Rodgers don't have as many weapons. We're not go- we're not going back into that argument. I'm just saying, bro. Cooper <laughs> Cooper Cup's breaking at least. Yeah, Cooper two of these Cup is probably gonna break one of them, maybe two. I, he's probably unless the Rams don't need to play their final game, which isn't true. Like he's probably gonna break both those records. So next on the docket, we got defensive player of the year. It's only really between two guys, TJ Watt and Michael Parsons. Personally, I think really TJ, yeah. Right. We're not we're not throwing Trevon Diggs in there or Aaron. Nick Bosa? Nah, Nick Bosa. All right, so let's go through the odds. Nick Bosa is not even in the top five. So that's fine. That just, me, that just goes to show how stupid the odds makers are and the voters. All right, can we, can we okay, stop? So it's, can it's I, Michael can I, Parsons. Wait, wait, come on. It is, my, it's I, Micah I Parsons. Yeah, I it's Micah Parsons. I disagree, but... I don't see how you could get it wrong if you go with Parsons or Watt, but personally, I have Watt over Parsons. Maybe there's a little bit of bias in there because he's a cowboy, but Watt has more Watt has more QB hits and more sacks than him in less games. Yeah, but Parsons, remember, Michael Parsons, Parsons, has Parsons is a linebacker. 
Parsons so is an inside linebacker. Wyatt. No, so he's not the inside linebacker. Wyatt is not an inside no, linebacker. he's an outside linebacker. Correct. Uh, Those are pass rushers. Michael Parsons is not was not drafted to be a pass rusher. He's used in that role. And the fact that he's even in the same breath as TJ Watt, who was a pure pass rusher, that lets you know how good Parsons is. This Parsons well, is about the side. I, like I said, I got Watt. You got Parsons. Deion, I got Parsons too. I don't, Parsons I don't even I don't even see how that one's close. But just just for the listeners, TJ Watt and Parsons are tied as at plus two hundred for the favorite. Trevon Diggs plus seven fifty. Aaron Donald at plus eight hundred. Miles Garrett rounds out the top five at plus a thousand. And Dion's Nick Bosa is plus two thousand. I mean Bosa has pretty close to identical numbers as TJ Watt and he missed a game. Now for comeback player of the year. We got Dak Prescott at minus six fifty as the as the favorite. Joe Burrow that's, dis- plus that's disgusting. Joe Burrow's plus four fifty. That's who I pick. To that's be also disgusting. Uh, Nick Bosa plus sixteen hundred. Of course, that's Dion's pick. Carson Wentz plus twenty five hundred. Jimmy G plus five thousand. Derwin oh. James Jr. plus five thousand. What the hell is Jimmy G coming back from? A mental case? Like, what? What did he have a headache? What was he injured with last year? I don't know, bro. Maybe nothing crazy. Maybe it should be Nick Bosa, bro. It should be Nick. Dak and Joe Burrow, like Burrow, balled out on Sunday, but he's shown struggles. There was moments this season where we were like, he needs to work his way back. Dak has been incredibly inconsistent. Bosa has been on it since the jump. That's what being a comeback player of the year. Look, you you say all that about Burrow, and even with that, he's still in the top ten in passing yards and touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. His team is in first place. He just threw for five hundred yards and like six touchdowns. Yeah, and his team is in first place in the division. But it's not it's not like a two week award. I'm saying like what makes Nick Bosa the comeback player of the year is from week one until now he's been an elite defensive player. And probably the second best pass rusher in the league besides, I mean, maybe third. You could give it to Watt and Parsons if you want. But other than those two, he's been – and if you look at our defensive line, it's been depleted. He gets – I don't think anyone gets doubled more than him, according to PFF. I don't know. You can say – if you want to say it's a quarterback's award, I understand Dacker Burrow is going to get it. It is what it is, but. How about you, Alex? Did you say who you who you got um honestly i i couldn't give two shits about this award but <laughs> i i'll say bosa but honestly like no one cares about this award so we can i think we can move on comfortably all right now the next two awards DraftKings does not have the odds up for this so i'm i just want you guys to tell me who you who you got let's go let's start with the offensive rookie of the year x who's your offensive rookie of the year if you had to pick one today Oof. Shouldn't take that long. I'm trying to think. Is there a good rookie quarterback that I'm missing that I'm having a brain it's fart? Jamar Chase. Uh, yeah. yeah, the answer is Jamar Chase. Yeah, Jamar Chase. Yeah, yeah that, yeah. that one's not even close. All right, and our defensive rookie of the year is obviously That's my, that's Michael Parsons. Parsons. Yeah. Obviously yeah. Parsons. So now we could go with coach of the year. Now, this one I think is pretty obvious too, but of course, you guys are always going to argue about everything. So it's going to be interesting to see what y'all say. 
Uh, DraftKings has Matt LaFleur as the favorite, plus 175. Frank Reich, plus 300. Zach Taylor, plus 750. Bill Belichick, what? plus 750. Mike Vrabel rounds out the top five at plus 1,200. And as Dion likes to call him, Sean McVay, X's favorite, plus 1,600. X's boyfriend. <laughs> we ain't heard Stafford or McMid's name at all in these awards, by the way. Man, just keep winning games, man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, Say hi. <laughs> I mean, look, let's let's keep it a bucket out of these awards. Like, oh my god, this team surprised us. Let's reward them with something. And it's like, bro, we but they were the trying, bro. Y'all were trying to hand Stafford that MVP after three games. The media fans, y'all were doing whatever the bro, fuck first y'all of could. All, any, he just anybody, fucking sucks. He sucks. Yo, Deon, so that's why Deon. he's not gonna get it. Dion, you're an asshole for even listening to someone judge MVP after three weeks. <laughs> so I don't know who's a bigger tool, the analyst or you for actually. I'm pretty sure we shit. did a whole episode on that shit after three weeks. Look, it wasn't my choice. It definitely <laughs> was not my choice. What did I'm, you say Belichick's odds are like? Content, right? <laughs> uh, what what is what did you say Belichick's uh, odds were? Plus seven fifty with Zach Taylor. But that's crazy to me. I, I thought I thought Belichick would be the runaway favorite. Why? Because they're in the playoffs, huh? I just feel like that team. So you don't do think that job. you don't think it's I, I just think job to lose? Bro, I think I could coach that team, the Packers. You <laughs> I think you you give me a good defensive coordinator, and all I have to do is ask Aaron Rodgers what he wants to what he wants to run. Chiefs and Packers, I think I could coach you the team. Hey, and you can tell who really is important because I know you guys saw the report that Rogers said that he would go to Denver if they were willing to hire his offensive coordinator as the head coach. So that lets you know that really it's Rogers and, and Lockett or whoever the OC is. And I don't know if it's really LaFleur. You know what well, I'm saying? Remember, remember Peyton did the same thing with Adam Gaze. Yeah. <laughs> no, so like, I mean a lot of times, these quarterbacks like the offensive coordinator because he listens. Matt Lafer probably talks back a little bit. Man, I'm, who's the, I, honestly? I think Belichick should win it. Me honestly, too. truthfully, because he put fucking Mac Jones in the perfect position to if succeed. They win their with, division. I agree with that. They're not winning that. Not division. even, bro. Yo, low key. That They're right defense, behind Buffalo. They're tied with Buffalo right now. The only but Buffalo has the tiebreaker. There's two games left. Anything is possible. Right, and you forget the Pats started like what was it like one and three or two and four or some shit. Like they went on a really good run and they beat really good teams and that was all coaching and that's all Belichick. But they went so, into Buffalo and threw the ball twice, twice, and, bro, and won a game. And y'all see what Buffalo been doing ever since. They've been running through. Yeah, teams. and people and and people have the nerve to have Mac Jones as the favorite to win also, um, offensive rookie of the year. He's a well, quarterback. That's, what, He's a quarterback. that's why I think that's why I think he you got to give it to Belichick, bro. Like if we're, <laughs> I don't think Mac Jones is like that good. I I think he moved. You know, he does enough for someone like Belichick to win with him. But if you put Mac Jones on 20 to 25 different teams he's fucking selling the three of us a car in the next two years but that's how fucking good belichick is that not only does he have this dude they're gonna make the playoffs there's moments where i was like these motherfuckers might go on a run and with belichick they still might but to me this is like 
this is everything Popovich wants to do in San Antonio, but he can't fucking get it right <laughs> roster wise. But like Popovich just wants to prove he can do it without Duncan and Belichick's proven he can do it without Brady. Granted, Brady proved he can do it without him already, but I don't see how Belichick doesn't win this award. If LaFleur wins it, that's fucking crazy. Speaking on that, I, I think Belichick has to win a championship to prove he can do it without Brady. Nothing short of a championship proves it. Does he? I, I don't I don't think so, man. Look, Brady, Brady's great. The greatest quarterback of all time, hands down. But I feel like Belichick gets his credit a lot. You feel what I'm saying? It's like he doesn't need to win a ring to prove that, oh, it was, it was, you know, who was responsible, more responsible for the winning. No, no, I'm not saying for his legacy, he has to prove that. I was saying in the whole argument that Dion brought up about proving that he can do it without Brady. I was saying in that sense, like the only thing that can prove that he can do it without Brady is a championship. But no, I don't think he needs that to cement his legacy. His legacy was cemented a long time ago. Right. I am Mac Jones. Let's look. Can we can we just keep it real? Mac Jones stinks. All right. That motherfucker got a limp dick for an arm. Everything is fucking 10 yards or less. Everything is perfectly made. Yo, where do you only has to make these metaphors, bro? Bro, bro he, he only has to make like he only has to make like one or two reads per play. I just don't think Mac Jones is that good. And I think that, yes, now, Belichick isn't the best evaluator of talent. And they went out and spent way too much money on Nelson Aguilar and on fucking um, John Smith. But with that being said, bro, they could put, me and you could probably rush for a thousand yards in New England. And the fucking catch that he has catching, catching passes for him, like, bro, I, I just think it's, it's been a hell of a job of Belichick. That's what I'll say. And he has a wet noodle for an arm. Sorry, I'll, I'll make it more PG for you, Mike. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree, though. I mean, I think – I don't necessarily agree he has to win one without Brady. I mean, so much of the NFL comes down to roster construction. If he puts together a team where I'm like, oh, yeah, like they're a contender, then, yeah, he needs to win then. But if he has rosters that look the way this one looks, you know, what he's doing is fine. Team's just not that good. But it's but so isn't that hard. on him though? Isn't that on him? This isn't like every other franchise in all the sports where sure. there's some other guy doing the roster construction. But yeah, Bill Belichick is the mastermind behind everything, right? But it takes time. Imagine, imagine first off, the Giants. Oh, I'm not looking... saying he has to win a championship right now. I was just saying, period. Like, oh yeah. As far as the whole proving he can do it without Brady thing. Because, yes, it's, you know me, like, I, I I I love Belichick, but I'm not going to sit here and call him the greatest coach of all time. That's a whole other episode we could have on that. But... How are you so consistently yeah. wrong? <laughs> like... <laughs> no, we're not doing that. But... No, you're right. But that's... A, that's, that's <laughs> a, that may be your worst take ever. And, Lurk, you have many. But I just made <laughs> nah, the ugly man. face when you said that. Bro, don't tell me nobody cool. like John Walsh because let's keep it a buck. Nah, we we're not, old, we're not, we're not old enough Walsh. to fucking... Bill, Bill Walsh, Walsh. And I wasn't going to say it was him either. But like I said, that's a whole other conversation. All right, just say the name real quick. Just say the nah, name and move cool. on. Just say the name. Say nah, the name. it's cool, bro. I, I need to laugh. I want a good laugh. Please <laughs> give me the name. 
All right, so let's move on to the, the <laughs> weekly picks. What let's a cow! Move on to yo. the weekly picks. There's no Thursday night game this week. It looks like. Or am I bugging out? No, nah, I don't nah, think you're right. One. You probably there's no Thursday night game. I don't think there's no Thursday night game, right? No, nah, I don't think is so. on Sunday and Monday this week. Okay. And without without checking the last week's schedule, I feel pretty good. So I'm gonna say that I'm still in first place because <laughs> I had a All good right, week. So then you started off with what's your All first right. pick of the week? Hold on, let me let me let me go to our partners, dimers.com forward slash sleepers. And let's get these. Make sure you deposit $25 when you use dimers.com slash sleepers too. If you just sign up, it's not the same as uh, when you deposit money as well. We're going to go ahead. We're going to rock out with the Eagles minus three and a half over the Washington football team. Washington football team has clearly quit on their head coach. They don't give a shit about the rest of the season. And I think that the Eagles have an outside shot at the playoffs. And I think they're going to come out prepared. So give me the Eagles minus three and a half over Washington. I like that, but. Um, give me a Chiefs minus five over the Bengals. That's a prove it game. That also that bet also coincides with the plus twelve hundred Mahomes bet I'm gonna take. If they blow them boys out, that MVP award gets a whole lot closer. Uh, I'm gonna go with Colts minus six and a half over the Raiders. Okay. Um, you know Wentz that's might a not. Terrible... <laughs> yeah, you you know Wentz might not play, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. You did mention earlier the whole COVID situation. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll take Buccaneers minus 13 and a half over the Jets. That's okay. Um, look, man, I'm going to take the Bears minus six over the Giants. Um, Jake Fromm might be the worst quarterback I've ever seen, and that's saying something. Um, and yeah, we're, we're here to take. So, yep, Bears minus six over the Giants. Um, well, I'm mad that they even have to play each other this way in the season because I need both teams to lose, <laughs> bro. That Bears win fucked us because the Bears pick went from six to like ninth or tenth, and then after they beat us this Sunday, that pick's gonna go from tenth to like 13th or 14th. So imagine when I was two... picking tanker time, I oh. think they had him at I think they had him at eight right now. Oh. Yeah, they got him at eight right now. Disgusting. Back to the us, yeah, it's gonna be ugly because six through six through eight, well, six through nine have identical records or except Washington is six and nine. So this is gonna be some bullshit. But Dion, whenever you're ready. I got Niners minus 12 and a half against the Texans. Oh, I oh okay. Davis Mills. I, I like him. That man scores yeah. points. Bro, Nick Bosa is about to teabag him. It's possible. It's <laughs> just entirely possible. He, he's about to teabag that man. There's no way. He don't move. And he's like, he's just a he's just a standing target. But it's mm, I don't know, man. Go ahead, take take Texan. I'm gonna go. I now. Is the Trey Lance? It's the yeah. Trey Lance show. Do you think Trey Lance would cover thirteen points? So okay, so here's what I would. I've been let. I like 
vaguely listen and then get really upset when I listen to people speak about Trey Lance, especially on Green Room. Shout out Max Weezy and his boys, Manny, Ralph, and the whole fucking uh, idiot gang. Max isn't an idiot, but like some of the idiots that are in his no, room. Max Max has a fucking heart of gold, but he, yeah. he gives a platform to the biggest idiots <laughs> that Green Room has like, We were but, real topic. Well, time. I was just going to respond to the Trey Lance thing. I would challenge anyone that's questioning Trey Lance, which is a lot of people. If you go look at that Cardinals game, we out we outgained them by like close to 100 yards. The only reason we lost is we went for it on fourth down like four times or some shit. Third down... I believe we were four, four of 16 on third downs, I want to say, maybe four of 17, and then 0 of 4 on fourth down. Kittle didn't play. Ayuk barely played, and Debo was hobbled. Elijah Mitchell didn't play either. And Look, we I'm out- sorry. Look, I'm sorry. I'm just saying. I should have got him started, so let's just let's so, just move on. I don't want to It, it no- won't be the offense's fault. Yeah, I know that. So I'm going to go with over 50 for the Chiefs versus the Bengals game. Okay. Feel free like- to move on to the next pick. <laughs> All right, I am going. Hmm, hold on, I had it, and then oh, the fucking Cardinals are fraudulent. Cliff Kingsbury's fraudulent. He should be selling used fucking Kias in about three months, but he's not an NFL fucking head coach. He's holding that team back, and without 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 Hopkins, that wide receiver core looking funny in the light. So give me the Cowboys minus five over the Cardinals. That's perfect. Give me the Cardinals plus five. Trevon Diggs. Do, do we know who? Do we know who's quarterbacking for the Saints on Sunday? It doesn't even matter. It's, it's it'll probably be Taysom again. Okay. Well, I'm gonna make my upset pick now. All right. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins money line against the Titans. Okay. What is it? Plus one fifty five right now for the Dolphins. Okay. Oh, I got one spicier. My upset pick of the week. Give me the Lions plus two forty over the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks have quit. Russell Wilson can't wait to be in a New York Giant uniform, and those Lions are going to come ready to play. And they're going to. What be is being in a New York Giant uniform do for him? Bro, bro, let's not. He's gonna. It's better than being in Seattle. We're fucking the game has passed Pete Carroll by, and we all know that. Um, we'll have a new coach <laughs> and a new GM by the start of the next season. But I, we heard it here first plus 240. <laughs> put the money on the lines, uh, Ravens money line over the Rams. Oh, we all we went money line this round, okay. Because it's so three picks final, and then the money line, right? But not yeah. yeah, but we all only made. No, oh, yeah, I mean, you got three picks. It's my turn for the. Oh, yeah, yeah duh. I forgot yeah. that. No, don't mind me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, my last pick would be. Damn, tough one. Give me, give me the brown minus three and a half over the Steelers. Now, you know what? Is I'm going to take that back. I'm going to take that one back. With the over under on the Packers Vikings, 47. I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with under under 47 for the Vikings. Uh, I said Vikings, Packers Vikings again. 
I just want to bring it up that I fucking hated that over you took uh, in Bengals Chiefs. Oh, the over 50? Yeah. I feel like I've been burned so many times by the same uh, idea that you have where the, the Bengals gained 500 yards and uh, <clears throat> and everything. And, yeah, I, I've just been burned by it. PTSD's kicking in. Dimers agrees with you. According to Dimers, there's a 51% chance that the under hits on this one. Yeah, it's a PTSD, bro. Every time a team's hot for a week, I bet the over in the next game, I'll take them spread. They fucking, they're going to throw up a goose egg. Like, I hope no one has Jamar Chase in fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess that wraps up this week of Break the Bank. Thanks for tuning in. Always remember, stay alert, stay.